Under the Cover Book Review, an Action Coach podcast. Episode 4, a book review of Now What? Presented by John Asquith, with special guest Brad Burton. Okay, so uh, welcome to today's podcast, um, the book reviews Under the Cover with John Asquith and the authors. Today we've got the founder of 4Networking, the UK's largest joined up, I think, national business network. Um, Brad's a, an author with the highest rated uh, five-star reviews on a business book based on Amazon right now. So welcome to the show today, Brad. Thank you, John Boy. Thank you. So we got, went through a load of technical problems to get here, but we are here. <laughs> we are here. We are here. Um, so we've got loads of books to choose from, um, from an author's perspective with you, Brad. But today we're going to focus on the latest book that you've published, uh, Now What? Yeah. Um, so I think the first thing to cover, because... Most books, what they don't do on Amazon is sort of tell you who should read it. What's the right type of person that should read this book? And from watching you present on stage, no no doubt there'll be a specific type of person or a person at a specific point in their life that should be reading your book. So who who should be reading uh, now what? I, I think, so the, the reason I wrote this book now what is I'd basically retired at 42. Um, I didn't have to work anymore and I had three months in retirement and I went to the gym and I played computer games and after three months I went this is ridiculous now what and that was a question that I asked myself and now what's a question the only time we generally ask that is when the shit's hitting the fan and actually people under stress don't make great decisions I know this so the idea is to not ask that question when you're under stress oh I've just lost my job now what oh my god I'm going through a divorce now what Actually, I, the, the best time to ask that question, now what, is when you're not under stress. And that's what I think this book's for. I think it's for anyone who at some point in their life is going to ask that question, now what, is to get ahead of the pressure and know what you're going to do. Because your success or failure in your life is going to be defined by your ability to make decisions, good ones and bad ones. Want more success? Make better decisions. And that's what this book's about. It's about making better decisions. So is that the speed of that you, you wait, you're making decisions or is it about more timing when you're making the decisions or a bit of both? Great question. Uh, fundamentally, it, it's one and the same. I, I, see, when I'm in a board meeting, um, the director can't believe the speed of making decisions. How, how have you come to that conclusion? They say, you know, we only just talked about it 10 minutes ago. I said, I'd already anticipated this two years back. So I knew what I would do when we reached this point. And that's where, where, you know, people almost feel that you're just making stuff up on the hoof. And if you think about that whole thing I just said about decisions, I'm 45 now. And up until 31, I'd achieved nothing. Like, really, I'd achieved absolutely nothing in my life. And the successes that I've had of late are really down to the, my ability to make decisions. If you think about it now, my ability to make decisions is better than it's ever been. If I'd have had this decision-making process early on in my life, I'd have been so much further on. So now what is about, uh, it's for anyone who's at a crossroads in their life or who's anticipating a crossroads. And if you're not anticipating a crossroads right now, guess what? At some point, it should be. Because <laughs> it's going to happen. Of course it does. And I think that's what it is. It's, it's, well, fundamentally, it's, core. it's about making better decisions faster. And, and it's something that I've learned and has been learned. Um, and, and it fascinates me to think, me as an individual now with all the successes that I've had in recent years, um, how success eluded me for like 31 years. And that's fundamentally, I think, down to the way that you think about your world and you think about yourself. So my, you know, my, my mind's eye version of who I am and what I am is better than it's ever been. And that's something that I help people with as well. 
So when did you get the writing book? Because I've obviously seen you on stage. I've watched loads of your videos. You said one day you decided that you were going to be an author. What was all that about? So nobody was taking me serious. If you think about me, 45. Now, when I was 31, I used to talk like this. How are you doing, our kid? You all right? <laughs> And, and, and nobody was taking me seriously. People thought I was a northern monkey. And, and guess what? The reality was it was. And I started going out working off. And people said to me, oh, Brad, you got luck out. Ain't luck. Three times, I'm an author, I'm a speaker. That's going out working off. Ain't luck, that's decision. And I realised that, you know, I, I had the hook. Uh, didn't have the luck. And I didn't have a book. And it's just something that I realised. I thought, you know what? With, with, with me as, as, as a coming through I just needed a little bit of credibility and I felt that book writing certainly back in the day everyone's got a book everyone knew that but back in the day talking 2007 you know this was a big big deal right now. Um, and I, I, I did it pure and simple from a credibility perspective to, to, to give myself credibility and actually somewhere along the way um, that book Get Up Your Ass the first one um, really took light and I can never say the word but I'll, I'll try it anyway it captured the zeitgeist of what it's like to be self-employed and I mean really self-employed not the bullshit that you see on Dragon's Den yeah. but the really self-employed going you know low sales no sales depression a whinging wife you know mortgage going out in three days time having no money coin star machines delivering pizza at weekends I captured what it was like and I look back now and it's great because it's like a, a, a journal it's like a journal I'm so glad that I kept it because I look back at it and I wouldn't some of the decisions that I made in that book I've never dreamed of doing that now but it's a, it's a, it's a really good way so that's what I did it for. I did it for credibility. Then they started selling. Then I realized that actually people like my story. And then, yeah. then sort of continued. And I've got four books. But actually, I've got another two on the way. One thing that I really like about you, Brad, right? we had Michael Heppel on last week. And you hear so many stories from um, entrepreneurs that talk about why they started and where they are now, but miss all the crap in the middle. You know, all that the deep, dark despair that you've got to go through ultimately to get success. Uh, and Michael spoke a lot about, you know, his first year in business was an absolute nightmare. I think he's told us that he did 16 grand in sales completely. Now, that's not how much he made. That's how, how much. Yeah. The first year. 29 I did in the first year. Yeah. Uh, but not many people speak about that. But one thing that comes across from you is that you focus a lot on that because ultimately that's where the majority of people are, right? Correct. And also, I think that whole... It, my story is everyone's story. The difference is I'm daft enough to share it because honestly, beyond the... Well, brave enough, one or the other. I don't know. I think, I think I'm genuinely... And it's amazing because when I speak in public, I often get people come up to me and say, Brad, can I be honest with you? And I finished the sentence off. I said, you thought, what a complete prick this lad was. And at the end of it, you think, he's all right. And I had him wrong. They go, oh my God, how do you know that? I said, because every single time I've spoken, the last 10, 12 years, that's... Yeah. And actually, people, you know, this, 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 the thing, I, uh, I'm being bullish, like, when I come out and, and you know, I play a character when I, when, I, when I speak. You know, I'm not going around the kids and high five them all the time. Woo! You know, but the reality is, 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 I think that my story is everyone's story, and I think that's why that book, uh, I'm looking at it because I don't know what, uh, resonates with, with people. I, I, I just believe that it's unsaid, and I also yeah. believe that the wife doesn't give two shits about your, you know, irons in the fire. She's saying, where's the mortgage payment? Correct. That's the reality of it. And I was delivering pizzas to keep my business afloat. So I think that my story, like I say, is everyone's story. And I think that that's why I resonate with so many people. And I, I also believe it's down to that kind of working class 
background that I've got, really. Um, you know, that, the struggle, the sort of northern struggle, the, uh, you know, delivering hobbies at weekend. And I think that's what it's allowed. It's allowed um, me to do all that stuff in the past. And what I mean by that is growing up in a council estate and, and that. It's allowed me to be honest. And consequently, my tribe that I've, I've created, they're all honest as well. The, the good thing is it sounds like you have no filter. No. And that's sort of going back to the book in regards to everybody gets to this crossroads, now what? Yep. Most people go, well, I, I should be doing this, but they end up going, oh, I couldn't possibly do that. Think about it. We end up in life conforming. We end up being something we're not to conform and fit in. And consequently, we lose who we are. So every single time that we do that, we dilute ourselves. Yeah. So here's the thing. I don't, I don't compromise in anything. I, I, I'm just unashamedly me. So if I tweet, I've gone to have a sleep at two o'clock in the afternoon, which often I do, people are aghast. That's not very professional. Yeah, but hang on, you should be working 14-hour days. and Shut up. I would rather work four hours at 100% than eight hours at 50. And I'm telling you, that is how I've got... Like, one of the exercises that I do is I get people who turn around and say, oh, not enough hours in the day. I say, right, here's what I want you to do. Every 15 minutes, I want you to write down on a piece of paper what you've been doing. And after about two hours and 45 minutes, they start writing dicking about. So at the end of the day, they then top up how many hours they've spent dicking about. And you say, let's say for the sake of this conversation, two hours. So I ask the question then, two times five for the day, that's 10 hours. If I was to give you 10 hours at the start of your week to do something uh, you know, enjoyable, what would you do? I'd go to the gym and do that. Why aren't you doing that? So this is what my whole efficiency now. People think that I'm just sitting on my ass all day. But actually, I've got so much drive and efficiency that actually somewhere along the way, um, goes back onto what I'm saying, my ability to make decisions faster I'm not bothered about sitting there filling time up. So it's just a different way of doing it. And I think that non-filter, that I didn't realize, right? We're going off on tangent now, woke up. But listen, right. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize, I didn't realize. I'll just drink my tea, man, it's fine. That's all right, I'll go. I didn't realize what a complete frigging nut job I come across as. I was blissfully unaware until a friend of mine said, you do realize you come across as a complete nut job, don't you? I went, what are you on about? He said, you don't get it. Mate, what are you on about? It's a bit like saying to a fish, what's the water like? Fish goes, what, 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 <laughs> right? I, I have no idea that I'm so enthusiastic and, and so passionate about stuff. I've got no, I had no idea. So consequently, that, bah, that I throw at people, um, I didn't realize that that's not normal. I just, you see? So consequently, that enthusiasm. Well, yeah, it was normal to you, right? Right. And you can only work on your own normal. Correct. And also, this is the new... And what I mean by that is, is, is prior to this, um, you know, back in the day, this charisma and this enthusiasm, what I was good at doing was chatting up women, right? And then somewhere along the way is I started a business and, and, and involves people and now I'm good at chatting up people. It's that. So these skills were always transferable and coming from Salford background, you know, I've always been a little bit woe, a little bit way. So I've been a risk taker fundamentally. I've been a risk taker and I, I actually applying it to something positive, you know, that's a perfect storm. I know you said it was, uh, you were going off on a tangent, but for the people that are listening or watching this, mm-hmm. they'll have got a lot from that little ramble. So, right. thank you, so look, back, back to the book then for a second. Let's say I'm, there you go. Um, where can they buy it? Where's the best place to buy it? So if you want it signed, go to bradburton.biz. Um, it's on there. If you want it just via Amazon, just go via Amazon. Um, you know, I... Um, this book for twelve ninety nine, you'll do a personally signed copy, right? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, and especially Christmas coming up. So, you know, the thing is with this whole now what, I um, is, is what's what's really interesting is the guy who one of the directors of Costa um 
Scott is the, the founder of Costa Express. He said yeah. of the book, spectacularly direct, honest, and inspirational. You know, that's the, I mean, this is the thing. I am moving in high levels now in circles that a working class lad with no qualifications, you know, shouldn't be. Like genuinely, I'm speaking at JCB, I'm speaking at Bentley, I'm speaking at, it's like, did you not realize I look like a drug dealer? <laughs> you know, and this is what I'm saying about now what actually, if, if I can be a, uh, achieve what I've achieved, anyone can. And it's just about applying yourself. Every step of the way, people have said to me, it is impossible. And every step of the way, like everything that I've, that I've worked on, everything, like not bullshitting, everything that I've worked on um, in the last five years has worked, like everything. It's like everything that I'm touching turns to gold in my own way. And what I mean by that, that's an interesting one as well. Huh? I'm, talking, I'm talking myself here. It's about finding your level. It's about finding your level. See, I'm never going to be Elon Musk. I'm never going to be Richard Branson. I'm never going to have a frigging, you know, a third of it, a 300 million network. That's not me. Because what I've realized something is that what we end up doing is we end up, um, we end up comparing our lives to other people. Oh, look at Richard Branson. Look at Alan Sugar. Look at Elon Musk. Right? Compare your life to you. Look at Brad Burton, the guy who's done four years on benefits. Look at Brad Burton, the guy who's been addicted to drugs twice. Look at Brad Burton, the guy who's brought up on the council states of Manchester. And start comparing me now to me then. Different world. So back in the day, if I'm going to compare myself to Alan Sugar and anyone else on a scale I want onto their scale, I'm always going to be a two. Right? But comparing me to me on my scale, I'm at a 10 right now. So consequently, I walk around like I'm a 10. I feel more buoyant. I feel more upbeat. But when we compare ourselves, we go onto frigging Instagram, start it's looking so at people. It's so easy now, and it? It's so right. easy to compare yourself to others. Oh, you know, you're looking at a 26-year-old with frigging £2 million Bugattis and thinking, well, hang about, if I set a YouTube channel, stop. Just do you. What about this? That today was the future that you once chased down. So actually, maybe just maybe today's amazing because we always spend life going, it's around the next corner, around the next corner. And I did that. And I tell you something, don't get me wrong. If I could press a button and have more money or less money, I'd press the more money button. But you know what? It's one thing that we can't get. Oh, it sounds truism and cliche. Time. Yeah. Right? And actually, here's the thing. Steve Jobs, <laughs> you know, he would give you all his 40 or 50 years worth of uh, Apple revenues for one day of, of your life. That says to me that today is as valuable as the last day of your life. The difference is we take today for granted. We take it all for granted. And it's only when we've got no more left that we go, shit, maybe I shouldn't have wasted time doing that. And that's where I'm at. So I found my level. What you need to do is be happy because fundamentally every single decision that we ever make in our life whether it's business, writing books, whether it's getting married, whether it's going on holiday, whatever we do, it's about being happy. Now, I'm not much of a motivational speaker, am I, from telling people to be comfortable with what they've got? But maybe, just maybe... You're not telling people to be comfortable with what you've got. You're telling people to push the needle until we find a level. Correct. Because actually, this is, where, this is where it starts to cause people unhappiness. And here's the thing. Maybe, just maybe... This daft idea that was get off your ass for networking, me as a, a motivational speaker, maybe just maybe this, what I'm talking about, is progressive. And actually, this is where most people need to get to. Rather than looking at Instagram and squad goals and a frigging £40,000 Seamaster watch, whatever they call it. I, I've not even got a watch. It's a rubber band. Just garbage. You know, that stuff. You chase and you chase and you chase. And here's the thing. Everything that you chase runs away. Right? Start chasing. Runs away. So the idea is to create the conditions where stuff comes to you. I'm not going to get all secret and all that shit. I've never read it, right? 
But what I can say with complete certainty is that I have finding more success in business now through slowing down rather than speeding up. Because we end up speeding up and going so fast. It's a bit like driving a car. It's great. You go, oh, yeah, that's 100 mile an hour. Great. Until the cat runs in front of you. You move out of the way, and now you're upside down, the wheel spinning around, saying, how oh, did it end up here? So actually, the key is, and I tell people this, slow down so you can see the road ahead. Because we're so focused on running at any speed, success at any cost. That's what I ended up with. Success, I was ill. Talk about in the book. Cheers, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so talk us through the book then. Um, talk us through, not, not chapter by chapter, but take us through the journey of the book. Where does it start? Where does it finish? And what we're going to get from reading it? So the chapters, I'll just run through them. Hiding in plain sight. Right, hiding in plain sight. Now, there is the biggest plot twist ever in this book. And what those who are tuned into this may get is the first paragraph and the last paragraph of that book were written. It had already gone to print. I'd stopped the print run on the morning and I'd added the first paragraph and the last paragraph. The whole book changed. Sorry, slipped. The whole book changed as a result of that because the penny dropped for me. So I'd finished the book. It was done. Sent it off and I went, Brought it back and I added the extra hundred at front, hundred at back, and it's amazing because, like you know, from a creative process, I sound a bit of a, an RC author now, but genuinely, the books changed as a result of that first and thing. It's amazing. So hiding in plain sight, I can't go into it because otherwise, that give away. And um, to build a to build a big one, build a small one. See, we are so focused on the big picture. Fuck the big picture. Concentrate on the small picture and the big picture will paint itself, right? You know, the way that you do a jigsaw, if you go and give a kid who's a four-year-old and say, do a jigsaw, they'll just start trying to clump it together. You go and give a, t- a six or t- eight-year-old it. Ah, what do they do? Well, granddad's told me, corners, outside, building. That's what we've got to do. But we're so, f- wow, we want the big picture. Stop. So we just, blah, blah, blah. nah. So it's that. Um, hello, mate, is one of the chapters. I often get it. Hello, mate. How are you? Long time no see. Chat, 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 chat. Great to see what you're doing for networking. Lovely. Oh, Brad, can you help me out with? Right? Don't be that person. Hello, mate. You are a hero to someone. We're all heroes to someone. And I think that's the bit to understand that every single one of us has someone who looks up to us or needs us to be uh, strong. Um, the non show. I don't know if you, did you see that when I was on the one show? So, hilarious, hilarious. So, the one show filmer, and I was due to be on on the Thursday or Wednesday, whatever it was. So, they filmed me. Uh, so, I went on social media, emailed for networking database. Everyone's tuned in Wednesday evening at five o'clock, six o'clock come, nothing. All right. So, producer, hi, Brad. We've been pushing back till Friday now. Right. Did the same caper on Friday, told everyone. And then, instead of having me on there, they had Dominic Littlewood. Big oh, dog. Right? <laughs> Upgrade. Mate, mate, mate. It's not four inches off me. So, so I had everyone, I had everyone tuned in twice and I got blown out. And I, and I made something light of it. I called it the non-show. So actually rather than me hiding and withering and embarrassed, I, I made a chapter about it saying, look, you know, all you can ever do is go on what your cards you've been dealt. I'm being told by the producer I'm on tonight. So what should I do? Oh, well, I won't bother sharing it just in case. No, you can't do that. That's one of it. Uh, ambition or ability. 
which runs out first, ambition or ability? Because one of them's got finite. One of them, think about them, ambition and ability. It's a really interesting one. That's another chapter. Get skint quick schemes. Get skint quick schemes. The amount of this bullshit that people are spending $9,977 on this course that is going to shut up. You can't skip the steps. People believe that somewhere along the way, because it's so expensive, 10 grand for a three-day workshop or summit, call them summits, that's it. You know, this is the thing. You can't skip the steps. You can't skip the steps. That's why people who end up uh, winning the lottery, who don't have that, you've got to get your foundations right. So that's what that's about there. The retweet myth. Hey, Brad. Hello, mate. How are you? Chat, chat, chat. Yeah, Brad, I'm, I'm doing this Richard Branson Zoom thing. Can you vote for me and retweet? No, because you're about the 100th person this week has asked me <laughs> to do that this exact, thing. That exact message. True story. And here's the thing. There's a, a myth that somewhere along the way, getting a retweet by Ricky Gervais with his 13 million followers, so all of a sudden your business goes, it doesn't... I was on um, Radio 2, Jeremy Vine show. I've done it eight times. And I was with Jeremy Vine. Uh, sorry, Prince Charles told me not to name drop. Um, I know that was a joke. Never mind. I've had better laughs than that. Um, so, so I, I was on that show. I was on that show, and uh, and and when I was going live, like before, and I knew I was on it two hours out. I got all down web developers and said, "Listen, we need to get more bandwidth. I'm going to be eight million viewers in this." We had one inquirer, right? Eight million v- listeners. One person got in contact. One, and there's me tripling the bandwidth, paying for just a myth so this whole thing you've got to watch it somewhere along the way even i got into it even i got into it oh yeah yeah i can imagine Boom. um stop watering dead flowers that's a chapter you know once again yeah, we're all guilty of it of, of constantly going back to try bring something back to life that is already gone missed opportunities do you reckon do you reckon's a great one because this is when i started my business off um in that the guy my original mentor he said to me, start your own business off. And I went, what, me? Do you reckon? Me? I said, do you reckon? And he said, yes, Brad, I do. Now, if he had said, actually, Brad, no, this conversation wouldn't be happening. So you see that one person had a massive impact on the 19, chapter 19. When you play the game, Pontoon, Blackjack, it's about yeah. getting 21. It's about getting 21, Right. You just play that game in life. Where are you? I'm at a 19. And I'm quite happy staying there. I'm sticking. Don't need to twist. But we get it all, you know, yeah, but it's 21. Yeah, but if you keep going, Brad, what you can do. And this is why people burn out. This is why people burn out. Because once again, those levels, they, they, they surpass the, their ability and their ambition. 13, chapter 13, we go into it um, a little bit more. It's called Find Your Level, which is what we're talking about, about how you can find your level. And in chapter 14, Mission accomplished. So that whole book there is, 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 you know, if you think about my books, get off your ass, get off your ass too. Uh, life business just got easier. And now what? They, um, that in itself is the story of my last 15 years. Get off your ass, me. On your, on your website, you say you give people an order to read them, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a bit like the um, Star Wars. Um, you know, it, it, if you're only going to read one book of mine, I suggest you read Now What? If you're inclined to read uh, two books i'd go life business just got easier and then now what if you're going to do all four i would go uh life business well in fact if you're gonna do all four get off your ass get off your ass one two three but you know they're all independent so here's the interesting thing about this genuinely you can pick up any of them they all work independently but if you read them 
I allude back to lessons from the previous ones and come over. So one final thing to finish. If you, if, in fact, no, two questions. If you could have seen yourself at 25, not 31, what one piece of advice would you be giving yourself? Stop spending money on drugs, Brad. <laughs> Quick, go on in. So I, <clears throat> back at that age, I lived in a shithole masonry above a chipper, okay, in Western Supermare. And I remember going to Ikea. I had one room in my two-bedroom masonette that was okay, my bedroom. The rest was just a mess. Um, and I went to Ikea, and I remember they had this lamp, and I picked it up, and this lamp, I thought, oh, I like that. Price tag, uh, £65. I'm paying 65 quid for a lamp? Put it down. That evening, spent £80 on drugs. Woke up the next day, house to the shithole, no lamp. You know, that was an example of where I was living Everything was short-term. Everything was about short-term. There was no medium and long-term focus. That's what I tell myself. Brad, stop this short-termism. Start your thinking, your thought process on medium and long-term, and that's when the life turns around, when I started forgetting the short-term and started thinking in the medium and long-term. And for anybody at a stage of their life now that, you know, they're asking themselves that question, now what? Other than buy your book, what piece of advice would you give them? Ask that, ask that question. Is this... Uh, the best use of my time ask that question is this the best use of my time if the answer is yes keep doing it if the answer is no go and do the thing that it is so I like that that's good because you can trade as much money as you want but like you said Steve Jobs had, had given me everything just for one more chart is, is, isn't that you think about that if, if Steve Jobs would give his entire 40 years worth of work up for one day for one day the biggest thing that I've got is my family. And even I'm guilty, but let me be quite clear here. For all this, even I've been guilty of it going, shit, Brad, you know, you're not spending any time with the kids. So, you know, for all my teachings, and I can see you've got family in the back there, for all my teachings, you know, even I forget this. So, you know, people who come to one of my seminars or something, oh, well, I've been to his seminar before. Yeah, and I've been to the gym for the last eight years, four times a week. Yeah? And you don't see me looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger. This stuff needs to be constant and you need to be thinking about it because like I say, even me, you know, motivational speaker, the UK's number one motivational business speaker, even I forget. <laughs> and I think that's really good because you hear so, so many people tell you things and you know, we're all, we're all human. Of course. We all, and I often say in some of the videos that I do, I'm not, I'm not an angel. No. I know what to do, but that doesn't mean that I do it all the time. Of course, John. Awareness of course. is one thing though. You're mm -hmm. aware of it. That's the main thing. Of course, um, that's where I'm at now. I'm more aware of every decision. See, in the old days, this was about getting through the short term. So I'd make a decision to get through the short term, uh, at, even at the expense of the medium and long term. And one of the things that I described in one of the books is I described my life like a game of Jenga. I had this big tower, a fast tower of Jenga. Quick, get it as tall as possible. It was wobbly, and it was one brick away from losing a lot. Um, well, we were going to do two interviews, but we've covered it in one. <laughs> so I think I'm going to title it Brad's Rant. <laughs> Brad, Brad. Um, I just want to say, go on record, to really thank you because you put your time aside. You, we, you've not charged us any money for this. No. You've done this free of charge. So thanks ever so much for giving the time. And I know the people that are going to be watching this, which will be in their thousands, mm. are going to get so much value from your words of wisdom, Brad. So once well, again, you know, thank you very much. Well, let me tell you something. My, my motivation, if you was to go and like Robocop and, and download my brain and say what my primary directive is, it's to make a positive difference. Like really, right? In the nicest possible way, I'm doing great on every level, okay? 
honestly, this is for that individual as, as, as it got to that point in their life where they think, is this it? Now what? And actually, every single decision that you've ever made in your life has brought you to this podcast. I've been talking to you for the last 40 minutes, whatever it is. And actually, this is your opportunity to make a change, make a positive change. And it starts today. You know, stop blaming Trump. Stop blaming the horse meat crisis. Clegg Cameron, Theresa May, the, you know, the frigging police officers, not Ingle Carnival. Stop it. Stop blaming being locked in a coal shed by your dad when you're six months old. You know, it's over, right? What you've got to factor on is your future. 31-year-old before I turn my life around. Colonel Saunders, KFC, 56. You know, now you can. now's the day. Start today. Once again, Brad Burton, thank you very much, mate. Cheers, friend. Thank you.